in the year 2017. Two complete strangers with flex time on their hands meet at a Simpsons trivia night outside of Boston. Together with their powers, they created the Frosted Side Podcast. Their mission? These two hosts join forces with a guest to review an episode of their favorite cartoon, as well as a cereal chosen by the guests themselves, and eat it on air. Radical! Their mission as listener is simple. Okay. Don't touch that dial. Grab a seat in front of the TV, but not too close. And don't pick at the marshmallows, because here comes the frosted side. With the Daves, Dave Morrison and Dave Lindquist. Welcome to Frosted Side, the Crunch Madness edition. I got to give my girlfriend Kim some credit on that one. We were talking earlier today. She said, why don't you guys just do Crunch Madness? And I'm like, okay, but might as well throw it out to you right now, now that we're recording. (laughs) I like it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, approved. All right, I, I welcome, say we use that in the post. Welcome something. to the Frosted Side, everybody. I'm Dave Morrison, alongside Dave Linquist, and uh, Happy March Madness. What's that? For those, I can see you right now, but you are frozen for a second. So for those of who have been with us since the very beginning, I want to say we started in 2018, and it's 2021. This is the first time we've actually done a live stream not really a live stream a video that we're going to post on social media frosted pod facebook and instagram later hopefully more so facebook but if we can't get it up this is our first attempt at doing something live but we've been doing the podcast dave linquist for three years and we've never attempted something like this i'm thinking a uh even double posting this on YouTube or something so people can see us. Unfortunately, I didn't do anything with the background so people get to poke around and see my uh, dirty laundry in the back of my bedroom and whatnot, whereas Dave's got some nice like posters from a museum up on the wall behind him. So you win here. <laughs> For people who tuned in last week, I, I left the museum and as a nice parting gift, aka cleaning out the art center, uh, they said, can you, you can take home a few things. And I said, okay. So I decided to take home a few of the exhibition piece uh, frames and uh, spruced everything up in the background. And uh, for anybody who knew me prior to last year, you come into my bathroom, no more chip tiles. (laughs) That's the beauty. Dave knows what I'm talking about. Not everybody. So has the new work gigs started up yet? It has not started up yet, but it's weird because uh, I'm going to start on April 1st, no fooling. And uh, I, I, I'm <laughs> just going to wait to get my uh, my my, te- my TB test. I'm going to do that on Monday because that's all they need before um, I go ahead and start in uh, administrative. I accepted a administrative role with a major health center here in New England, and it's a much shorter commute um except when you're going into burlington well it is great until you hit braille Rica. but uh, other oh, than yeah. that i mean 25 minutes is a lot better than 40 minutes it cuts 15 minutes off my my commute time which is so much it, it's it's night and day it really is so yeah. i'm gonna i'm looking forward to that i also got another job offer earlier for uh, a major or, uh, or kind of a macro cable company. They're only in Boston and some of the, the other major metropolitan cities. It's not like the, the big ones, not one of the big two. But uh, if you live in Boston, maybe you have it. 
and it, it's so much cheaper and they want me for marketing and sales. And uh, so I got some choices to make. <laughs> uh, I've got all this, I mean, uh, the one a, I'm doing uh, right now. Three, it, three initial companies. Mm-hmm. Wink, yeah. wink. Yeah, that's the one. I we're we're switch we're switching over to them within the next couple of weeks, I believe, and hopefully have a little bit better internet connection for these recordings and whatnot. Oh, and uh, I, I not because I might be representing them. I'm just saying that if we had this company out here, the three initial company out in, in this building, it wouldn't be starting and stopping. It wouldn't be like. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> And speaking of starting and stopping, which is obviously, this is our first uh, video recording for the Frosted side, Dave Linquist and myself, Dave Morrison. And we're um, we're doing this, this is the first time in three years that we've done this since the, the podcast, so bear with us. But uh, you can relate because we've all done the Zoom meetings, especially since we've been working from home and the people listening, they can attest to that, especially if they have kids and uh, they know what it's like to have meeting start and the screen freeze we've seen the south park special with cartman pretending that the screen froze out <laughs> when he's doing the virtual learning um uh my girlfriend kim if you find her on instagram smiley underscore virus underscore 2020 she decided to take up the hobby when she was in between jobs so her hobby was writing parody songs being a little uh southern new hampshire weird al yankovic and she has a bunch of she's not a singer herself i mean she does play she has been trying a little ukulele and guitar but she had a friend of hers mark who's the lead singer of a band in the southern new hampshire area best not broken uh sing vocals and play all the instruments on can we zoom again which is a parody of uh, what's my age again from blink 182 and i'm kind of glad that kim did not sing on that because if she has a voice like mark hoppus and um you know i'd be a little worried but no <laughs> uh, she uh she wrote the lyrics about it's called can we zoom again you can check it out on soundcloud the link is in the bio and uh i recorded what is uh screen freezing and uh it's actually wicked well done I should say, you know, it's it's wick it's wicked it's moved it but that it's it's done really nicely. Just go with it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's done wicked that's nice. Great. Uh, that's how we say. As as, lo as long as we're plugging her, we should also note that uh, we've got a little of her art artwork up on our uh, T Public as a uh, second yeah. shirt available now. And uh, Dave's wearing the original with our logo there. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't dig up my T-shirt out of the laundry. I would be wearing the same or uh, the one she designed. So anybody uh, just hunt down the frosted side on TeePublic. Uh, I'd have to hunt down the actual link. But please, yeah, grab our merch. Uh, help us out big time. And uh, we appreciate it. If you do, shoot us a message. Shoot us a photo. We'll put, it, we'll put you up on the social account or whatnot. What's that link again, Dave? Uh, let me pull it up here. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, no, it's all right. Uh, in the meantime, when you're on T Public searching for the frosted side, and thank you for reminding me that Kim got our little uh, space movie and um, green shirt, like I'm because <laughs> yeah, we're we, we don't own the contractual rights to the space movie that she's talking about here but uh thank you kim she was playing around with that and that was really nice and so you can check out some of her artwork and the artwork that your your friend did dave linquist on t public and uh uh while we're 
plugging the uh, T public, we might as well have people uh, check us out. Give us some likes on the Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and of course Spotify. Spotify We're on all yeah. those sites. Spotify, yeah, absolutely. And you can give us a like or recommendation, and you can check out some of my work, DaveMorrison.net. I do voiceovers. I've done it previously prior to what i'm doing right now which is kind of i don't know but uh it's gonna make a lot more money but i had a previous life in broadcasting and i still do voice work uh professionally every now and then so check out some of my work and uh there's even a link to the frosted side podcast on my website davemorrison.net uh so dave i found the link here it's uh if, right. if you google uh T public frosted side the frosted side it should come right up but if, if anyone wants the actual url it's tpublic.com slash user slash the dash frosted dash side so tpublic.com slash user slash the dash frosted dash side but, uh, yeah, we've got the two shirts thank up you guys on so there. much They've for got, supporting uh, the program yeah you, you know we can actually uh we have uh they have frosted side masks available for use we've got all yeah. sorts of stuff on here mugs wall art notebooks oh i actually like the idea of a mug maybe we could eat some cereal out of those oh i'm thinking i might grab the mug for myself oh, i don't want you to eat out my face come on dave yeah haven't, your mug. haven't, haven't you all haven't you always wanted your own picture on a mug oh <laughs> it's yeah great too, the way the, the way they uh the way the art sets up for that one on uh on the uh t public site it's just uh it, it's two pictures of each side of the mug so it's basically just one of us hanging out eating cereal on each side of it just showcasing kim's artwork there i'm a fan <laughs> oh that's great. oh yeah no kim kim is and you should check out some of her faceless favorites it's basically some of her artwork on instagram it's all your favorite cartoons and whatnot and favorite movies except it's uh asymmetrical not you know without the faces so you know you don't run into some copyright issues <laughs> and uh i'm looking at a copyright attorney right now who knows the ins yeah, and the we outs? Specify uh, that, like we, we we always bring that up, but we should specify I'm not actually practicing in that area at all. It's just like the area I studied in law school, so that people aren't. Coming well, you know the ins and outs. You know that. more than me. Okay, well, you know more than you know that more than me, and maybe some of our listeners, and not insulting the listeners, maybe some of the listeners are also copyright attorneys. I don't want to go there, but uh, listen, no, you 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 know your shit, bro. <laughs> you know a little more about copyright than me because you actually you passed the bar. Me, I just I Ooh, I sat at try. the bar. Don't there you go. Uh, well, let's 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 not talk about my uh, my day slash night immediately after taking the bar exam. Oh, okay. oh boy, <laughs> there was a lot a lot All more right. bar happening then. By that, yeah. Oh, so especially we this week with St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah. Well, I've got the oh, actual God. NCAA tournament in the background, and as I mentioned earlier, I still have a perfect bracket. I can't believe it. First time when, ever. Uh, in what, what games on now? I'm watching uh, North Carolina and Wisconsin, and uh, the Badgers are up against the Tar Heels, and I feel really bad about mm -hmm. picking the Badgers over my Tar Heels um, in uh, that regard. But uh, I'm watching CBS. Uh, I was watching True TV earlier, which I think is the only time I actually watch True TV, once I can find it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those sub-channels. I was over at my mom's doing some laundry. I think that's the only time they pop up, and... Uh, it, 
in between pre- Impractical Jokers. I think it's Impractical Jokers, Andy Ruins Everything, and March Madness subchannel on True TV. <laughs> well, that, that's like when the Olympics roll around, you you figure out like what stations NBC, I think it's NBC who has the Olympics, like mm-hmm. what weird stations they own that suddenly start broadcasting the Olympics. Like CNBC, oh, this is, this is NBC. Okay. Yeah, Universal HD Plus and uh, Comcast HD Plus anyway. But we've got our own thing right now. We've got March Madness of Serial Mascots, and we are down to the Elite Eight. For those of you who tuned in last week to the, the I, I would call it the comeback episode, the new season of the Frosted Side, uh, we had 16 mascots. We whittled them down to eight, and we want to thank Sir Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal for joining the podcast, coming here to my Humble abode in Lowell, Massachusetts. You know, they're a little busy this week because uh, Shaquille O'Neal, he's got uh, NBA on TNT, and Sir Charles Barkley is chopping up uh, Jim Nance as we speak for some reason. Uh, I can't explain that, but that's strange even for Sir Charles. But they joined in this room to give their expertise on some of the mascots who should move on to the next round. And as a general rule, you shouldn't have the celebrity on camera alongside the host because we are not in the same room at the same time. Exactly. No, it's uh, Shaq was really making the rounds. I think I actually heard him crop up on the Conan O'Brien's podcast last week. I think he did an interview over there, too. So it sounds like he must have been on a little press tour or something. But you can tell us about what he was publicizing. So he yeah, just happens knows. to be in the area. So uh, you want to get into this? All right, first let's round? do it. We've, let's yeah. pull it up. No, exactly. So so I, this one, man, uh, honestly, I think I think these two could have been in the finals here. Like uh, our, our first uh, our first two from the Kellogg's here, we've got uh, Sonny, the mascot uh-huh. of uh, Kellogg's Raisin Bran, going up against uh, the icon, really, Tony the Tiger. And uh, man, uh, I, I don't know. Do you have a case for one over the other? This one's this one's tough. Well, I would say Tony the Tiger is kind of like the Duke of mascots the duke university and but just because someone is an icon it doesn't necessarily mean that they have what it takes to go all the way to the championship you can't go on reputation alone tony the tiger he might have the stripes but he still has to earn them because sunny he's you know the sun's burned as we learned last week from sir charles and so as much as I want to say, with that said, I would want to go with Tony the Tiger just as just edging out the sun because um, Tony the Tiger, he, you know, he is an icon and he is he's pretty tough in, in this situation fighting the sun, although the sun is mighty hot. So I don't know about you. That, that was my my my, my expert opinion. <laughs> expert i like it i like it i'm 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 leaning tony here i think like and you know he he's the i i, I use the word iconic too often in this show but like he's the icon of serial yeah. mascots there sunny like we don't know what sunny's character is and, and you know we, we think we originally framed this around um being a fight between the two if this is if this is a fight going on clearly the sun mm. beats a tiger but you, you know what happens if the fight's at night in the jungle sun's not going to show up at night in the jungle and tony's there you know that's his territory so 
I don't know. I think I think the slogan for Tony, like the they're, they're great, great. the like two scoops of raisins in every box is the closest thing yeah, to scoops, slogan I think Sony's it, got. That know. sounds so goddamn disgusting. What always bothered me about that as a kid, it's BS thing. Like a scoop is not like a unit of measurement. Like how, how much, how many raisins are in a scoop? <laughs> so I, I think we're in agreement here. We're, we're uh, giving it to Tony. Absolutely. So we're going to go Tony the Tiger just because it's reputation alone. And I'm not going to fuck with the tiger. <laughs> So, so I guess the voice actor for him has changed a lot over the years. Yep. I think it was in the seventies or anyway, the, the vast majority of it before the voice actor died was uh Thurl Ravenscroft, who, if the name doesn't sound familiar to you is like a major voice in the Disney parks. I think he's like the, might be the narrator on the haunted mansion ride. No, he's that was that Paul Freeze. Kind of like. Was that Freeze? I have what to correct you. Thurl doing the parks? It was Paul Freeze. Now I want to look now. Thurl. I got to find out what he was doing in the Disney parks thing. Because it was one of the big rides. Pirates? It was either the, the Haunted Mansion or the Pirates of the Caribbean. That's what okay, Freeze probably did. And of course. Oh, he was the singing uh, bust. You should point he was out the singing that. Bust. Thurl, Thurl Ravenscroft was the singing bust in the Haunted Mansion. Did voice work in the Country Bear Jamboree, Mark Twain Riverboat, Pirates of the Caribbean, Tiki Room, and Disneyland Railroad. Wow, that is a lot. And, of course, we should point out that... I should have recognized Paul Freeze, though. You're right. No, it's okay. And a lot of people don't know the amazing work of Paul Freeze. We often look at some of the greats we think of Don LaFontaine, and only nerds like us know who Paul Freeze is. And uh, I felt very weird back in high school that I was the only one in my graduating class of 2002 who actually knew who Paul Freeze was. And that might have set me apart from the rest of the pack, especially at the cool kids. table. But uh, yeah, no, I've always been a fan of his work, probably going back to the Rankin Bass days and even some of the Hanna-Barbera. Well, that's what I was going to say. You're a big Rankin Bass person. He did yeah, well, a lot. It's, it's what I grew up on. I, I don't know. I, I've been watching Thundercats a lot recently, and uh, it's on Hulu. So when I don't have anything else to do at night, when I uh, feel just a wee bit lonely, I'll put it on and uh, I'll watch season one. And uh, I'm trying to find some Silverhawks as well. Um, but uh, yeah, no, every holiday I grew up on Rankin Bass and it was Something that my mom put in, she taped uh, Frosty and Twas the Night Before Christmas off the uh, CBS at the time, which is when they actually aired on TV. I know Frosty still does, but Twas the Night Before Christmas, I think it's on AMC. I, I picked up a DVD set of a lot of their holiday specials because honestly, I didn't even realize they were. They did tra traditional animation stuff. I thought they were just those kind of stop motion mm. holiday specials. Your, your no. and, you know, baby new year, no. all, all that kind of stuff. Cause I feel like that's what they were, you know, initially sort of known for, but they really yeah, branched out in like late seventies or well, don't forget like the last unicorn was also Arthur Rankin and Jules Bass. Oh yeah. With Jeff oh, Bridges yeah. and Alan Arkin, of course. And uh, they did the Coneheads TV special, in the early eighties with Dan Aykroyd and, and Al Franken. Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, they did the Mad, Mad, Mad Comedians, which was short-lived. But you got to go on YouTube and, and search it. It's, it was Jack Benny, George Burns, and Flip Wilson. It wasn't actually their vo it was their voices, but it was recordings of them live in concert. And it was set to an the typical Rankin-Bass 
animation, not stop motion, but traditional cell that you would see on oh, that's Frosty. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it, don't forget a, a mad monster party with Boris Karloff. Oh, I was going to. Right. It was uh, the snowman. Was, snowman was Burlive. Uh, no, no. Yeah. Right? Snowman in Rudolph was Burlive. Snowman on Frosty was Jackie Gleese, uh, Jackie Vernon. Yeah, I'm confusing my holiday uh, specials. That's that's where I come into handy. <laughs> I feel like this is another big one here. Like we've got uh, you know, a, a clash of the titans of sorts. Assuming I've got the right uh, ones moving on. So we've got uh the uh the the tricks rabbit squeaked it out over a pile of uh cookie crisp mascots next last week and uh trixie here is facing uh uh lucky the leprechaun who debuted around the same time of course the lucky charms mascot um man this is like kind of equal footing for me really i can call it right now i'm gonna go with lucky because it's iconic really yeah i think silly rabbit Mm -hmm has finally run out of tricks he's always getting played lucky is the leprechaun and he'll be around forever people think of lucky charms when they think of cereal they don't think tricks necessarily immediately at least from my standpoint at least people i talk to online people i talk to at gatherings they they immediately think lucky charms and lucky is very iconic with the the brand and the general mills brand and uh tricks you know he never got his fair shot maybe one day he will but it's not his time i see that no i think you might have me sold see i'm thinking about it like this like the the these two mascots are both both about having or obtaining their respective cereals right like the tricks rabbit is always trying to get tricks from kids like he always wants like a taste of tricks and the kids are keeping the way and they're like silly rabbit tricks are for kids lucky on the other hand is, is the guy who has the cereal already like he's got it like kids are always after it and trying to take it from him like clearly like the the mascot who's already got the cereal has something up over the one who's like obsessing over it and always trying to get it so i think i'm with you here i think we give it to lucky it's not a fair pairing unfortunately uh, it has to be done, and we're going with Lucky. So that's going to be uh, Lucky and Tony in the final four. Wow. All right, so we've got, correct me if I have the wrong ones, we've got uh, Sugar Bear and Captain Crunch. I'm going to have to go with, just because, again, reputation Captain Crunch, because I know he cuts the roof of your mouth. That's always been the first thing that people think of when they think Captain Crunch. But he's tough. In terms of taste, hey, I, I would go with uh, I would go with Golden Prince. In terms of mascots, we're not going we're not going with taste. We're going with the mascots. Captain Crunch, I mean, he's a sea captain. He served, he served his country. And I mean, who knows? He's getting into a fight with a bear. Like the Navy's going to be the bear. If you're going into war, you want Captain Crunch. I like it. I think we're in agreement here. I think it's unanimous. I have a theory and didn't think to look at Captain Crunch. And maybe I I missed it, too. So it might be a moot point. Is Captain Crunch kind of a takeoff of Napoleon? I I, I don't believe so. The the hat's definitely that like. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, 18th century naval captain, an elderly gentleman with eyebrows who wears a revolutionary style naval uniform, a bicone hat. He's been depicted a couple different ways. 
typically huh. well typically an american naval captain wears only four bar wears four bars in his sleeves that he's been depicted as wearing two bars or three bars or one here and there uh Oh, I think we got into this last week, his uh, full name is Horatio Magellan Crunch. That's right. We did talk about Horatio. Captain's a ship called the Guppy and was born on Crunch Island. Ooh. Yeah. um, So there's something here uh, saying because he does wear that Napoleon-style hat, there's some speculation that he may be French, but his name is Horatio Magellan Crunch. So so, uh, so what is Horatio? And I do I do genealogy, you know, as as my passion, hopefully as my trade. I, I don't know Horatio to be anything other than maybe it's definitely European, but is it Italian? Uh, Horatio Magellan Crunch. Do you want to say that's English, Italian, or French well, or Spanish? It's uh, Horatio is a name uh, I know shows up in Shakespeare. If I'm remembering correctly Romeo uh-huh. and Juliet maybe it's uh and, it's an and Magellan we all know who uh, Magellan uh, what, is what are so. the origins? I, I I'm tr- we're just trying to figure out the genealogy of of Captain Crunch and it's tough because Christopher Columbus who's Italian we don't you know he doesn't sound Italian Italianized form of an ancient Roman name okay we'll just go with that we're, we're, we're deciding the genealogy of our, our cartoon um, of cereal box mascots, ladies and gentlemen. Or at least I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is a deep dive, Dave. That's me. But, uh, so I don't know how much you remember like the, the commercials of these as a kid, but like... To oh, me, of course. Like, Nickelodeon, uh, Kids WB. Yeah, sure. I feel like the Captain Crunch ones were kind of like... <laughs> forgive the pun but we're kind of serialized like sometimes from like one one captain crunch uh-huh. commercial to the next it was telling kind of a continuing story as opposed to those kind of last two we were talking about where it was the same bit over again it was like about acquiring or taking away cereal like captain crunch there was like a whole cast of characters i think i mentioned like the villains the soggies last week i think there was an alien at one point and then like a crunch when the crunch berries came around there was a whole beast like like it, it was I remember never like the a top tier cereal for me but i feel like he's a top tier mascot and like character and like were there a show in the late 80s early 90s i probably would have watched watched like the captain crunch show you have to wonder and maybe it was because the networks and uh we had so many shows and indication that you didn't need to but my question is why wouldn't these cereal companies have capitalized and not just had their own commercials but their own tv shows like you could have had a captain crunch you could have had a lucky it would have been something that post and and maybe you can delve into that a little more because it is a fair question i just don't I'm actually going to have an answer for that when we get into our next round. Moving on, guys. We have Toucan Sam and Quisp. Quisp was the upset from last week. And uh, we have a little bit about Quisp because you're asking yourself the same question we are. What is Quisp? And I've never eaten it. How come? Dave Lindquist has the answer. Or maybe you don't. <laughs> maybe I'm, I didn't mean to set you yeah, up. Yeah, I've, uh, I've been trying to uh, order it. 
it's kind of, <laughs> no, it's it, it's like you know, it's like sweetened little like kind of cornflakes. I, I think the cool thing about Quisp was like created by Jay Ward. We kind of got into last week with the whole Rocky and Bullwinkle thing, and he had these very prominent cartoons. That's kind of what I was like getting at. Is uh, so I don't know where I read this, and uh, I just did a quick Google search, and I'm not able to find it now. But I think there's actually a reason like you can't have those serial mascots featured in their own show there's some sort of law passed and to my understanding i may be completely incorrect is quisp was they were originally planning on like doing a series or something along with it which is why you bring in this like big like hired gun big name animator but uh, i don't know if that law necessarily passed around then and that's what like prevented it from happening or whatnot but uh yeah, if uh, if I find a little more on that, we'll uh, we'll we'll post it to the social media account or talk about it in the next episode. But yeah, Quisp, like kind of cool, cartoony alien, uh, was discontinued in 1979, um, brought back in 85, and then disappeared again. Came back in 90, disappeared again. 2001, came, disappeared again, and you can find it like in random stores here or there, or you know certain places online i think like dollar general stores might it might pop up every now and then but it's just this kind of like cereal that comes and goes uh i i've got a lot of relatives who grew up in the um you know came of age in the 70s and i think it was a very big uh big cereal around them because of these cartoons with the uh, quisp mascot and as we mentioned last week uh quake the other cereal that was originally out at the same time they're kind of these two competing mascots so they advertise both cereals in the same commercial the way they do with the general mills monster cereals and whatnot but uh man he, he's he's going up against a tough one here and tony or not tony so rather toucan sam and like I, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Toucan Sam. I, I like that character. I agree. An interesting fact about Toucan Sam: guess who voiced him? Oh, who was it? Oh, who was Toucan? Paul Freese. Again, really? So I I did my digging, and uh, apparently Mel Blanc originated him at one point too. So he's he's had a he lot did of... at one point. Yeah, the man of a thousand voices, Mel Blanc. Yeah, but no, the uh, second voice was Paul Freese, and he voiced that up until his death back in December of 1986. And uh, also, fun fact, Paul Freese also voiced the Pillsbury Doughboy. Wow, th- those are such like disparate voices, too. Well, he, he, the interesting thing about his range, about Solomon Hirsch Freese, he is... He, he go. You can hear that. There's a certain distinctive uh, inflection in voices. You can tell right away, even if you're watching or listening to somebody do the same, you know, a different character. But you, he, he's doing different characters. He has a wider, uh, he has a wide range. But you can tell it, that it's him because yeah. he'll turn around and he'll do Santa Claus. He'll he'll be like. Now you'll be good this year, or he'll, or he'll be Jack Frost, and he'll kind of raise his voice like this, and uh, and I can't give a clinic, but uh, only Paul Freeze could if he were still alive today. And uh, ironically, a friend of ours, Rich Wentworth, uh, we're part of the same group on Facebook for Paul Freeze, and his daughter, uh, Paul's daughter, uh, frequents the page all the time and just gives the the oh, really? fans. Uh, all sorts of pretty cool information, pictures, 
archival footage from when he was uh, with Disney and uh, oh, Panna Barbera and, of course, Rankin Bass. And he had a pretty cool handlebar uh, going into his later years. And he was also Carr uh, versus Kit. Kit versus Carr in that episode of Knight Rider. He was uh, Carr, K-A-R-R. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, that makes total sense. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wonder what that acronym was. I can't remember. Uh, I got to go. You know, that's another show for another time. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. So, um, man. So we, we got to go to established We're going with the old... We're going with the old design form too, right? We're we're ruling out this like new ridiculous looking like Toucan Sam too. Or, yeah, we're going classic, classic. Sam. Yeah, Beats Quest. Yeah, you gotta follow right. your nose. So he's moving on. Yeah, I uh, I gotta say this this final four is stacked, man. Yeah. Well, I, it's pretty much what you would expect. Yeah. There are no upsets going into the final four here on the frosted side March Madness of Serial Mascots. Because let's face it, you've got two can Sam, you've got Lucky, right? You've got the captain. And uh, am I missing anybody? Of course I am. I'm missing the Tony the Tiger. Tony the Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. He's the um the, so you got the big four right there. You you know you have the big four of metal and uh, uh Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer. Well this is the kind of the big four of serial mascots. <laughs> uh so you've got yeah, yeah. You've 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 whittled it down pretty much, and there really there are really no substitutions, unfortunately. And uh, to each their own. I'm sure the internet, as we've had talked about in previous weeks, we uh, unfortunately had some cook, uh, cookie crisp. That was the big controversy because there there was no Wendell oh, justice man. for Wendell hashtag. Again, <laughs> we hope everybody has learned to move on from that. Because maybe one day, maybe one day, well, maybe when we do this, don't mind me. I'm I'm, I'm fishing out my power cord here. I was wondering what you were doing. I figured that you were, yeah, you were secretly tying your shoe or looking at porn or what were you doing? (laughs) That's all right. I'll just keep my mind plugged in and start blinking on me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There we go. We're good. All righty. So that's pretty much uh, what we have right now. We've got Tony the Tiger, Final Four. Taken on going up against Lucky the Leprechaun. Oh, Lucky the Leprechaun. That, then we got Captain man. Crunch taking on Toucan Sam. We do. Uh, so, final four appearance. I guess they're, uh, there's got to be equivalent of cutting down the nets. They're, 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 they're cutting off the box, box tops off the cereals and sending them in somewhere in celebration of knowing they're going to our final four here. Mm, let's hope but, that uh, Toucan Sam doesn't yeah, get so caught I, in the net. <laughs> you know, those birds, they sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. I think I think mulling it over a bit, little bit, we're gonna have to do something. We're gonna have to like come up with like a little trophy or like name an award for the winner last uh, coming up next episode. Can, like I, I I think there's gonna be we can have a we can have we can we gotta we gotta talk. There's a there's a granite company down here, or there, there's gotta be a trophy company uh, that can do like a <laughs> a little a trophy for the uh, no. Okay, maybe I'm overdoing it. No, I like it. No, no, I like it. We were like that, bron- bronze cereal money box on something, something that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Oh god, I kind of love it. 
<laughs> and then and then we would so it's a little challenging to attempt to award it too now that i think that maybe some sort of virtual trophy but uh yeah well, yeah. we'll think. oh that's gonna be a tough four uh so we're gonna we're gonna hold that off till uh try and put out an episode in the next weeks or Absolutely. so and uh, squeak, squeak it out by the end of march all right so that's pretty- i think uh i think we may package the finals in with it too We'll we'll piece it all together. It'll work. So I was gonna say uh, I saw a serial I've not seen in forever earlier. So I'm a big fan of. I think I've mentioned on here before. There's like a, a s'mores type cereal, but it's one uh, Post does, and you know what I think of Post. It's got like um, their their knockoff version of um, like Golden Grahams and uh, Cocoa Puffs and Marshmallows. So I guess Kellogg's just put out a um, re-released this. I think it was po- popular in the like late 90s, early 2000s. It's like s'mores, but sm- spelled funny, like S-M-O-R-Z or something. No, like that's that. This one they've had out before. And uh, I don't know. I'm curious of trying it because I really like the other one. But uh, it looks like kind of like over the top, like from the age of things being labeled extreme and whatnot. But uh I'm, I I, uh, I think I'm going to grab a box and I'll have to report back and compare it to my other s'more favorite cereals. What about uh, Kellogg's Crave? Because that was on TV for a while and I, it never looked appetizing to me. But there was something, there was a, a sadistic side of me that's like, you know what? I'm going to give it the old college try. It's got the little chocolate yeah, there's, inside. There's like a filling or something to it, right? Yeah. It, it's kind of like, it, it, it's similar to a s'more, but it, it, you can, it's like a golden pellet with with some chocolate uh, in the middle. And uh, I don't know if there was any marshmallow little, little to tiny it. Pop-Tarts or something. Yeah, like, exactly. And of course, I'm still waiting for Pop-Tarts to actually be vegan, but that's the... Uh, Another discussion for another time. I was going to say after I turned uh, uh, the night before my my birthday, it, it, I w- we got done with the podcast and I, I we because we had been away for a while. We haven't done the podcast since uh, we um, the our last episode was with your with your brother in law, and uh, so I, I felt wicked energetic. I felt re energized, and of course, this is my last night of being thirty six. And I'm around, nobody else is, and uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to jump up and down. I'm just like so excited. I'm because I, I, I'm I'm ADHD to the core. I have to bounce off walls because if I don't, then what am I going to do? Eh, calm down. That, I mean, that's that not an option go for me. <laughs> and finally, yeah. I just I I jumped up and down, and I was like, ah, oh, crap. No, no, no. Is this how it starts? <laughs> Going right into the birthday, no. man. Whether like symbolic, <laughs> like aging and like throwing out. The, oh, did it? Did it linger, or were you? Was it just it, one of those it, things where, like, a day or two later, you're kind of it ling. It was like a day or two, but it was one of those things where I jumped up yeah. and I was like, "Oh no, is this happening?" Because. I have to tell you, and uh, Kim's not going to kill me for this. She she threw her back out and by putting on her uh, shirt the wrong way, and that oh, yeah, yeah it happens. 
tur- turning my head too fast with my neck. Like if I just look in one direction. Because you're keeping an eye on Lucy. It's, yeah. It's gone. Right. Like, especially yeah. being a dad. Yeah, like that's two or three times a year. Ugh. And, and especially. Oh, yeah, man. I, I carry her on the same side all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. That's going to be painful. just tingles now. It's like I got to start switching. Yeah. Oh, I, she's, I hope. She's big too, man. She's got to be like 30 pounds now. Oh, so. I know. She was, she was fiddling around with her water earlier. She was uh, trying to figure out how to play with it instead of actually drinking. <laughs> yeah yeah i think she's trying to put her food in it but it was uh like, like one of those spill proof tops so she was she was thinking really hard about that to get the food in there but oh man she's she's fun it's 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 always an adventure these days pretty soon we're all gonna have metal rods or or carbon uh rods and where our spines used to be <laughs> Bankers, we need to become piano movers or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cyborg did? Oh, yeah. No. I I used to think that I was pretty I'm just waiting for the uh, future Emma-style brain in a jar. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah, right. Uh, It'll happen sooner than later. One more thing. Um, And my, my, you know, Kim's brother, he was going up to Cannon and he put his ski boot on too fast and he threw his back out and he's a really good skier he does backcountry skiing oh. and he goes up to whistler oh no i i just love like those stories like that where it's like ri- the ridiculous injury cause it's like it's like the opposite of that scene in jaws when they're comparing scars like oh you see the see this one here it's like i fell down the stairs when i was looking at my phone or, you know. <laughs> yeah. oh. um i was I just don't want to get to a point in my life where I'm still doing the things that I used to do when I was 21. I, I don't do that anyway. Although, you know, when it comes with St. Patrick's Day, I'm sitting around, I'm watching the Dropkick Murphys, the live stream, and everything's going fine. And and then I realize, yeah, you know, I'm not 21 anymore because a hangover doesn't last for a few hours. It can last two days. If you're not careful, especially yeah, a few after, days. Yeah. yeah, it really does. I mean, I, I was always a lightweight, when it came to me, but uh, as you get older, oh, you really can't handle it the way that you used to. I just don't want to get to a point where I'm still doing the th- thinking that I can handle the, uh, what I what I could when I was 21. Because once you start to get to that age, yeah. it it really does make you look foolish. And I know people who still think we all have that person in our lives. They can go out and, you know, they think they can party and, 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 you know, like a rock star and they're in their fifties. And next thing you know, they're having heart surgery or something, open heart surgery. They didn't take care of their bodies just because they think, you know what, I can party and still run and, and do, do all the keto diets. And, (laughs) but no, you can't. I I don't know, man, like, no, I get it. Like, like physically, even like I, I, you know, a bunch of people I went to law school with and I graduated law school like a decade ago and, you know, they were still living like they did in undergrad, you know, that kind of partying well, being in these intense classes and stuff. And I, I still know a slew of people who, you know, up until, you know, coming into this pandemic where the like, you know, go to a bar after work, like three or four weekdays every week in addition to the weekend kind of thing. And then like, just, just to physically be able to keep up with that kind of pace. I'm just like, 
oh, if I if I have a Guinness or two on St. Patrick's Day, I'm like groggy the next morning and kind of like Ugh. anything after two beers is way too much. I, mean, I I barely even cracked open the Bushmills in the back. You know, I just t- did a little shot of whiskey. And uh, mixed it in with some um, nitro stout and some lager, and that was that was my beer along with some, uh, God, what was I? Oh, Italian. I had some 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 noodles uh, with you know your Italian dish, uh, obviously fake cheese, and uh, that was that was my my day watching the watching the drop kicks. But then afterwards, I stayed up a little bit because I, I watched. You know, I was into the to the holiday. I actually took part in the tradition i really like celtic music and i listen because it's like oh you're just going to forget about you know all the traditions and you're just going to do the generic saint patrick's day things and i'm like yeah i want to i want to take it a step further and appreciate the lineage you know i so i listen to a lot of the the celtic music from ireland and scotland and also uh nova scotia because i take it one step further i'm not just in it for the usual tropes I'm actually in it to appreciate the, the 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 lineage and the people that built the city of Boston. Half of them were Irish, <laughs> but I, I, I and I have a right to do so, you know, without all the stereotypes yeah, yeah, that's coming to them. So I've actually heard recently, uh, St. Patrick's Day, like the last decade or two, has become a little bit more of a big thing in Ireland as a result of like Amer- as a result of. It wasn't yeah, American celebrations it wasn't for a long time. Oh, actually, that looks kind of cool. They're they're celebrating us. Let's kind of take this up. But I've read that it's like starting to become a bit of a more of a thing there now too, which is kind of cool. Though clearly not quite the same food and whatnot. Uh, I haven't been to Ireland ever, and that's that's on our bucket list. So uh, I'm I can look it up. But uh, uh, Northern Ireland uh, on my mom's side, some Arma, so the Black Irish. Yeah, yeah, that's way up on my list too. I think genetically, I'm something like two thirds or so. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking about doing once I get once I get my poke um, after the 19th. So, I'm gonna get myself set up for that. Um, you know, and you're looking around for a cat. I can see the cat. See, folks, this is why I don't have a cat because cats claw. Cats, they wake up in your bed randomly after your roommate decided "Mm, i'm gonna break the lease agreement and allow a cat in with two other people who are allergic to them my uh cat i don't know if people can see that is is scratching at the door to get out so i'm gonna step away from the desk i don't hate the kid but he he was somebody that would come in at two in the morning and with his friends and uh he'd blast fallout boy wicked loudly and weird thing enough was the kid came out of the closet years ago and it was his ex-girlfriend that tried to turn him straight. And then finally, when that didn't work, she decided to become just his friend and they would go out to bars and she would come in at at, at three in the morning. We'd be in uh, my room and I, she, she'd be upstairs. I'd be downstairs and and the cat would, you know, be, you know, somewhere in, in, in the apartment. And then she'd come in, she'd scream, where's the gay kid? Really loudly. And then they, I don't know what they do, but we'd be left with the damn cat every now and then. And, uh, and then when I, I hear, you know, you feel some scratching and some clawing and I'm like, what did I come home with? Oh, come on. Seriously? No. And then I'd be like, uh, I won't say his name, but 
dude, go get your cat. And, and, oh, and he'd God. be like, Hobo. I can say the cat's name. That was the cat's name, Hobo. Oh, and finally, he broke the lease agreement, left us to sublet a room for the next two and a half months. And um, luckily, we were uh, we, we got out of it. Our, our landlord was pretty cool. But no cats. And I know... Well, I know, and, and I'm not blaming people, or I'm not putting down people who own cats. Uh, it, it's just, you know, we're, we're dog. Yeah. Kim and I were we're dog people, and uh, some people are cat people. It, it's just, and some people are both. Yeah. Uh, I've just always had a, a affinity for dogs. Yeah. So we had a we had the Boston Terrier for for 15 years, Scarlet. Oh, oh I like that name too. I popped out. Oh. You don't want to hear about the eye being. Eat, so here's a question for you: Did she did did she have uh, eye issues? Yeah, eye issues. That was. I, I yeah yeah. Small Boston terriers do actually have eye yeah, issues. And I had a friend who had three, and every single one had like cataracts and all sorts of like weird eye stuff going. Every on, single yeah. one of them. With Scarlett, she was about six or seven at the time. December of 2000, we let her out to chase squirrels in our backyard in Westford, Massachusetts, in Forge Village. And we'd see deer, squirrels, and uh, we had a patio deck for uh, the pool, which obviously was, was closed. And it was icy. And uh, uh, we had um, the wood that we had the, the wood deck. Um, and then she would jump off the wood deck because she was like 14 pounds. So she was pretty light, go figure. And she'd chase after the squirrels who would get on my mom's bird yeah. feeder. And then I'd let her out. And then Scarlett, for this time, she landed uh, ungracefully on her head and took a big old wipeout. It was so tough to see. And, you know, I didn't think of Ooh. it any differently. But then I was yeah. walking. I, I was walking back to see her. And I, I noticed she was just stumbling up the stairs. And she had her uh, eye socket hanging out. And I turned to my mom and, and, and I said, oh, Mom, God, dog's oh. eyes hanging out. And she comes downstairs. She's like, what? And then she's horrified. She's like, oh, my God, Dave, go get a towel. So we take her over to the countryside vet, I think over in Chelmsford at the time. Uh, and um, so did, he popped it back in. Yeah. But she had the cone of shame and she was she had only peripheral vision. Otherwise, she was mostly blind in that eye for the rest of her, her life. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, and she never, and she still, we, we never let her chase squirrels after that. And, and that was, yeah. and that was tough because, uh, she, she, that was, that was a pastime. And she was just never the same. Um, oh. God, I can pull up a picture of her at some point, but she was, oh, she was just, she was just the best. Yeah. And of course, Kimmy just lost her dog, um, Calvin, yeah. some, you know, somebody who was a part of the family and, uh, yeah, we uh, yeah we had uh, my my cat Ivy, uh, who was young, like four four years old, just this chronic sort of like anemia type thing, and yeah, died two three days before my daughter was born. So yeah, that was a I remember week. it was very bittersweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how much you guys cared for Ivy. I felt so bad. It, it was really, it's such yeah. weird timing when, how these things happen. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fate person, but the amount of work we were putting into like trying to take care of that cat and its medical needs and her like dying, like right before the baby showed up, like it, it felt like, like a weird sort of fate sort of thing. Like, oh, you know, we couldn't have hand necessarily handled both at the same time kind of thing. It was, 
it was a interesting experience. It always is, and and it's, oh, it's the strangest strangest of times uh, when when something like that happens because you, you you don't know how to feel one way or the other. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was a yeah. she was a she was a great cat. She was well behaved, and uh, like I said, I'm not cat person. I, I take to cats, but Ivy was a really 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 cool cat, and uh, uh, she will oh, be missed. I appreciate along with that. The, Oh, absolutely. And uh, you guys are good cat parents. Uh, you and Jess. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate it. Problem. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the idea of you you guys getting the dog at some point soon. <laughs> we're, we're looking. Hopefully is, you not know, too, too Kimmy, Kimmy and I, uh, once we once we take that, that next step, uh, that we want to pick, we want to adopt. But the problem with adoption is that you're dealing with somebody who is a few years into old age already, and you're going to have to go through the whole process again of having to deal with rising vet, vet bills and yeah. um, for dogs who are going through really the autumn of their life. And yeah. That's a risk that you, you don't want to take, and I'm sure people listening can can attest to that right now. Maybe you're going through that. Uh, I I don't want to have to deal with it, but it is something that you know you're taking on. You're you're assuming the risk and the responsibility of an older dog, uh, but you're all given that dog that home that they you know that somebody didn't want for them, and yeah. so it, that there is a trade off there. And, you know, as we learned, Charlotte's Web, it's all part of life, loss and life and being reborn again. Uh, one, of my, one of my best friends is actually just uh, reading that to her son right now. And she's like, I forget oh. how this book ends. I'm like, you might want to prepare yourself and your son for that because, oh, that book, man. <laughs> I, I still get a little right. ugh, thinking about that end. It's, Interesting things. Well, it, well, interesting thing about Charlotte's Web, because uh, I used to watch that when we were at uh, when we were at our old house and my mom would go to the video store at the time she'd get it. I never was able to finish the whole movie as a kid until years later, actually as an adult. I read the book. I was able to finish the book in full yeah. before I was able to finish the movie. I, mean, I swear to God, my mom probably rented that movie thousands of the only time I really watched it was when with with Fern it was playing around with Wilbur and singing to him, and that's the only time that I could really, you know, jump to that scene. And then, of course, when uh, they took uh, Wilbur away to to the uh, away from the to the Zuckerman's farm, it was that that broke my heart. And watching Henry Gibson in, in do the voice of Wilbur, where's Fern? Oh. And I was done. And then I finally, for some reason, not too long ago, uh, I went on YouTube and I saw the closing of the movie, the the end. And it wasn't my smartest choice. And I don't think, <laughs> I don't know if we decide to have kids, I, I don't know how I would read something like that to them. I think there's a smarter way to explain loss in the circle of life to a kid than than charlotte's web obviously it's a very important book but I, you know it, it's still something that you know th there's a better way to explain reality 
maybe, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I mean, I think it does a better job than a lot of other examples of trying to teach that. But yeah. Well, one more it's, thing about yeah. E.B. White, who's the author of Charlotte's Web. He also he didn't want Disney putting their 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 hands on on the book because at the time in the early 70s they the disney executives they wanted to to do to own the rights to charlotte's web and they wanted to make charlotte's web much happier have a happier ending and eb white said no and uh, he went with paramount uh who said yeah we'll we'll give this will respect the ending and give it dignity and uh even then, he still wasn't happy with the outcome. Like, how much? I mean, how much darker do you need to make that? I mean, th I there's like a, there, there was, was a pretty good representation of the book too. Like, they were close. You know, it wasn't there, that there were some well, there were some differences. I mean, when when Wilbur uh, when I I don't remember I don't recall Fern or uh, in the movie being in class thinking about Wilbur. You know, when when the teacher calls upon her the way that oh, it was yeah, in the book. I yeah, I don't even know how you'd show that. But yeah, that's a good point. Um, interestingly enough, there was a there's a painting at the museum that I, I recently worked at. It's called it's Rotog, the famous paint, famous Austrian painter, the three fates. And there's th there's there, there's three women, one of them uh, who looks like Sandra Bullock with the uh, uh, the blindfold. They have a yarn. Show, representing the beginning, the middle, and the end of life, and with mm -hmm. the the two bodies at the bottom, Alpha and Omega, and I'm saying to myself, that's a good way to teach kids about death. I guess also another good way that that episode of the Adventures of Pete and Pete, where Artie, the strongest man in the world, uh, leaves, and uh, that is a good way to express the feelings of loss and moving on. I think that if I were to show anything to my kids, that would be the way to go. You know, which episode I'm talking about, because, you know, I know yeah, you watched absolutely. Pete, Pete growing yeah. up when, well, that episode where Pete, yeah. uh, Danny Tamborelli is looking into Toby Huss's eyes. Yeah. He's looking into Toby Huss's eyes. He said, you can't go. And then, yeah, Toby Huss, uh, Artie, you know, points to, to little Pete and says, I'll be in your heart, my little Viking. Uh, it'll be right here. Just look to the sky. And he does. And that, my goodness, with Mark Mulcahy uh, from Polaris playing in the uh, playing off in the background, I, I watched it years ago and I immediately just started crying. And I'm like, that is a really good w representation of how to teach kids about the way of yeah. life and the passage of life and, and moving on and dealing with the loss. Uh, and I know we make fun of it too, but the full house episode where Papuli dies, I mean, that's another healthy representation of loss, I think, without making somebody, a uh, child, feel bad. Like, oh, that's horrible. Because there's enough of that in life. Uh, but I get very nitpicky yeah. on certain things. But. Yeah, yeah, no, Charlotte's yeah, not, Web. Not, not everything needs to be the uh, the episode of Future on with the dog waiting forever. You know? Oh no, no, no! I, it, uh, oh no, no, no! I, I see too much of that on 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 the uh, on, on some of the Simpsons pages. Oh, oh yeah.
No, no, just waiting yeah. forever. I I see that with Fry and you, you. There there was one. You know the scene in The Simpsons where where Homer's looking towards the sky when his mother goes off onto the bus, and then the somebody photoshopped Fry looking up at his dog. Oh God! Oh Ugh. no! Don't just just come on, Internet! Don't make. It's another reason why I can't watch BoJack Horseman. There, there, there are episodes that are the well written. The entire show is just the tone. It's just one that. depressive episode after another, and yeah. it's my uh, and Kimmy. She she loves it. It's it's her go to. I mean, she has uh, the she has the uh, the Funko Pop. She's got uh, uh, Adult Men. I got her the Adult Men T shirts uh, <laughs> with the three kids. You know, in the trench coats. In the I literally oh, cannot. I love, I love that character. So, you know, like, we, it, yeah, I, I completely agree, though. It's like an unquestionably good show, but like, I'm not sure I want to watch it. <laughs> just, just like you're not going to be in the greatest there, of moods after like, marathoning through a half season of that. I think one of the things we have to realize is that it's not the writing that makes us not want to watch something it, because the shit writing. It's that the writing is too raw and too emotional and too real where you sometimes have to put your hands up and say, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Mr. Peanut Butter, that character was the one that really, I mean, between Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane, I, I saw that. I mean, you know, I'm sure there are Bojack fans who, who've heard this, but w- when she's handing him the divorce papers and then he goes off to the Hollywood party and then she goes back to Vietnam. I think that was the, the one episode. If you're introducing somebody to Bojack Horseman and they see that first episode, they're not going to want to come back to it again. But, you know, yeah. and of course when he's, when he's eulogizing his mother's funeral too, and then he realized, was he realized yeah. he's at the wrong service? Oh, it's way too much. It really is. Yeah. Isn't it uplifting that on we get lighter, to bring these subjects up yeah, on the right. opposite side or highly paid expertise? <laughs> on a lighter note, yeah, serial mascots. Who is the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Oh man, I uh, I am looking forward to this final four though. Like, if I were guessing beforehand, I think we've got who we would have expected to end up with, uh, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a fun one, Dave. And uh, yeah, everybody tune in uh, next episode. Uh, I think we'll do the final four and the finals all in one and uh, declare our winners. Yes. Squeak it out before the dude, end dude, of March. Dude, dude. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully uh, by that, and I'll still have a perfect bracket for the human March Madness. And uh, right, Quick, what's the score in the game you're watching now? Oh, you know what? I, I think Wisconsin won, but I'm not even sure. Um, I'm, I'm, what else do I have? Oh, I have Clemson over Rutgers. I mean, I, 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 in full disclosure, sorry to any Scarlet Knights out there. I'm going straight on Clemson. Uh, I picked because I had a dream, and this I had a dream that uh, I wanted to. Somebody said, "Pick this, pick the teams with the orange and the blue," and that's what I've done so far. I picked the teams that have the closest. Oh, right, yeah, we talked about this last episode, right? Or orange and blue, when you start looking at our characters, a lot of blue and a lot of orange there. I'm not sure how things are looking for Lucky next round. Oh, you know? uh, yeah. Well, if you're mentioning the orange, you know, Lucky, it's it, it's Irish, so it's the it's the Protestant. 
All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Frosted Side. Hey, check us out on the on social media, Dave Lindquist. I'm Dave Morrison. Check out my website, DaveMorrison.net, for voiceovers and a whole lot more. Email me, DaveMorrisonVoice at gmail.com. Also, head on over to the Frosted Side on TeePublic.com. Dot com. There it is. You can check out Frosted Side Gear. Uh, check out my uh, my Kimmy, her uh, her smiley underscore virus underscore 2020 and some of her songs. You can find the link in the bio to some of the work we've done in the song parodies about the quarantine and the 2020 pandemic. For Dave Linquist, I'm Dave Morrison. We'll see you next time. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and where all podcasts are available. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Bye.